are all miracles and must make the most of our limited time here. Each of us have these unique gifts to contribute to the world. And it's our job to develop these gifts and give them away. That's why I created the Preschool SLP podcast. The Preschool SLP is about working smarter to create real change in ourselves and in others. Being an SLP is a mission. Let's discuss topics that matter. What are the game-changing strategies? How can we treat the whole child? How can we create the shiniest versions of ourselves and of our clients? We're here at the drawing board for a reason. You bring your own unique gifts. Together, let's create better. Today's episode probably sounds fluffy. It's not at all fluffy. I never do fluff. You're going to leave today's episode with four pivotally important game-changing lessons when it comes to intervention. If you work with children with special needs, if you work with children with communication impairments, don't miss this episode. If you know someone who has a child with special needs who works with children with autism, share this episode. You're always first change the world, make it a better place, one person at a time. A lot of times that just has to do with disseminating knowledge. Knowledge is power. So I'm covering four very important principles to follow an intervention. And these intervention principles, you've seen these in reality TV, are tried and true. I've researched them. This is what's going to give you the best gains possible. So even though I'm referencing and I'm using the analogy of reality TV, this is not fluff. This is the real stuff. These four lessons are in stone. This is what you're going to want to follow when you do intervention each and every day with every child you work with. So make sure to share this episode with someone who works with children with special needs, someone who has a child with special needs. This is going to be a game changer for them as well. So the first lesson I want to share, and you've probably seen this show, The Biggest Loser Before or Extreme Weight Loss Edition. What we do in this episode is very important, is challenge creates change and in intervention. So the mind is like the body. The more challenging the intervention for the body, the greater the gains. And that's because challenge creates change. So when we see the biggest loser or the extreme weight loss, they don't give them easy plans. These people are very obese. They don't say, well, because you're very obese, we're going to give you an easy diet to follow, which is eat half the cheeseburger instead of the whole cheeseburger. No, they're telling these people, you get low carb veggies and lean protein and a teaspoon of olive oil. We're gonna give you the diet that a runway model would get or a fitness model would get. We are going to challenge you. And that's because challenge creates change in the mind and in the body as well. So you're not going anywhere if you are not challenging the child with challenging treatment targets. So not only that, in terms of exercise, they are giving these people tractor wheels and saying, roll that tractor wheel up the hill. 
If you've ever known anyone that has gotten into CrossFit or these extreme exercise programs, and in 60 days and six weeks, their body is totally morphed. Yet challenge creates change. So you, we need to not, this is very important because I think people do this a lot. We need to not underestimate what the child is capable of. Underestimate what you're capable of by giving goals that are, that are too easy for these children. Because the higher the challenge, the higher the gains. The lower the challenge, the lower the gains. It doesn't discriminate. That's how the world works, okay? So it's very important to not underestimate these children and to look at their labels or their diagnoses. And as a result, say, well, this child has a cognitive impairment, so I'm going to give them an easy goal because easy goals are going to be small gains. This child has a speech motor disorder. I'm going to give them an easy goal. This child has autism. I'm going to give them an easy goal. We need to remember challenge creates change, not for some people, but for all people. Do not underestimate children. Do not underestimate yourself and what you're capable of. So that is lesson number one. When it comes to goals, the more challenging the treatment target, the greater the gains, period. Just like in the body, the mind is like the body. It's going to respond to intervention in the same manner. Number two, Cueing. Now, I loved this show. It was on for about 10 years on MTV. It was the show was called Made. Okay. And it, and they stopped uh, showing it about eight years ago, but it had a long run. And what they would do is they would take the most unlikely candidate and they would make them an expert in the field. So they get this expert coach in and they would take someone who's tone deaf and turn them into a singer. They would take a ballerina and turn her into a boxer. They would take a choir singer and put them into the captain of the football team. So they would take, and in a six week period, this expert coach would come in, bring their big toolbox with them and transform the person. My point in this lesson is this, is that, your cueing and your tools that you bring to the table matter a lot. You are that expert coach. You come in and you have a transactional relationship with the child and together you see what you can accomplish. I care very little about what a child can do independently when I begin working with a child. I care very much about when I empty out my toolbox and I give that kiddo everything I've got, what can the child do then? That's my starting point. I don't care what they can do without assistance. I care about what they can do when they're given all the goods. So the intervention is a transactional relationship, and that's what you see in the show made, is you get the most unlikely candidate, but you get an expert in this skill set. And that expert has all of these tools, and they know how to get that person from A to Z. That's you. You are going to get that person to Z because of your cueing and because of all of the tools in your toolbox through multimodal, multi-sensory learning, you're gonna get them through Z. So lesson number two, and this is based off Made TV, is that you can really transform lives using the tools that you have. And by giving your tools generously to these children in a skilled manner, 
and then removing them slowly with success. And that's what I love about the show Made on MTV. If you've never seen it, you got to catch an old episode and check an episode out. And that is what a speech pathologist can do. In a six-week period, they can change lives. I say a speech pathologist, a teacher, any sort of interventionist, any kind of person can do some amazing work. Okay, lesson number three from reality TV. This is about the activities you do in the intervention. They should look like communication. So if you want to improve communication, your intervention that you do in therapy should look like communication. I am going to take a very hard stance on this. And that is that speech is a continuous motor act. It's a continuous automatic motor act. If you are teaching to improve speech clarity, syllables, consonants, vowels, isolated, that is not communication. That is not speech. No one speaks in syllables. No one speaks in phonemes. No one. So don't do it. Just don't do it. No one even speaks in single words. It's not even beneficial for children after the age of seven months to hear single words. So if you're improving speech, improve speech in the continuous context that it's in. If you're thinking, well, well, no, no, they just can't do it. They're doing it incorrectly. Take out your toolbox. Take out the toolbox. Go more slowly. Get that accuracy through slower speech. So that the intervention should look like what your goal is. Now, if we look at the reality TV shows, my favorite of all time, I think, is Project Runway. And the designer of Project Runway, they build a store. What would their store would look like? Then they build a clothing line. This is what my clothing line would look like. So the winner of Project Runway is doing what they would do in the real world. Another one I really like is Top Chef. So Top Chef, they design a restaurant. They design a menu. This is what my restaurant would look like. This is what my menu would look like. So the intervention looks like the real world. What I like to see, if you are working on speech, see that you're working on it in a continuous fashion in therapy. Also, if you're working on language, do not work on, now we're working on who questions. Let's get out the who deck. Let's get out the what deck. Let's get out the where deck. Let's get out the yes, no deck. That is not communication. That is drill and kill a discrete set of skills. Work on instead narratives. Work on instead the child improving their ability to tell and retell narratives. When you do that, you're going to get the greatest gains in speech expression and the greatest gains in language comprehension. So in language expression and language comprehension, don't pull out the decks. Don't do the discrete learning. That is not communication. Work on story telling, story, retelling, narratives. That is going to be the golden apple in which there's going to be spontaneous development in the grammatical morphemes, spontaneous development in the vocabulary, spontaneous development in the syntax, spontaneous development in the pragmatics. You're going to get spontaneous development in all of these areas from a cascading impact of working on a very challenging skill, which is storytelling and story retelling, which incorporates all of it. 
That's going to incorporate the grammar, the vocabulary, the syntax, the pragmatics. It's going to give you that, like I say, a burpee. And I hope a lot of people don't know what a burpee is, but it's going to work all the muscles in one movement. That is when communication intervention looks like communication on the street. So thank you, Project Runway, and thank you, Top Chef, for doing it right and saying this is what they're doing in the contest, and this is what they're going to do in the real world. It's the same thing, the expectation is. So in closing, the fourth lesson, and you can probably guess what this lesson is. If you ever watch these shows and you see who is going to be the winner of these competitions for who is the top chef, the top artist, the top photographer, the top makeup artist, it's going to be the person with the greatest self-efficacy. It's going to be the person with the internal locus of control who knows that it is that person that is in charge of whether or not they fail or whether or not they're success. So when you watch these episodes, when these individuals get criticisms, they take those criticism to the drawing board. That's what I call it, the drawing board. I love failures. They make me so good at what I do. My, I love my failures more than my successes. I've learned more from them, frankly. You take those failures to the drawing board. They're like, okay, they said I didn't use enough color. Mix them in and make sure to use more color. Okay. What do the losers do in these shows? The losers in these shows have a fixed mindset. They have an external locus of control. They're saying that that's not fair. I don't agree with you to the judge, but telling the judge is off. I'm like, oh boy. They blame things. Well, it was this team member's fault. They didn't do X, Y, and Z, or they blame situations. So they have a very external locus of control. So internal locus of control, I always say, it is the most important goal for every single student on your caseload. Without knowing your students, I'm going to say it's the most important goal for every single student on your caseload. And that's also because we know that children with communication impairments are statistically more likely to have an external locus of control. And that is something that persists through adulthood. Now, what about you as an interventionist? I'm going to say the same applies. And the research indicates that those with an internal locus of control, those people that I told you that they fail and they take that as useful information and that they use that to improve their practice. They have a growth mindset. They believe they're in charge of whether or not they're going to be successful. These are the individuals that are the ones that are most likely to report high levels of job satisfaction years into their career. These are the ones that are least likely to burn out. So I'm going to say for you, as an interventionist, self-efficacy is your most important goal. That is going to be the determining factor as to whether you are stagnant in your career, whether you're ineffective. How many people do you know they might have been doing this for 30 years, but for 30 years, they've been doing the same thing they learned in graduate school 30 years ago. That is a fixed mindset. That is not going to make you effective. What's going to make you effective is a self-efficacy, a growth mindset in which you're taking it all in. You're taking the good, you're taking in the bad, you're taking notes, and you're changing every day. Those are the people who are going to thrive. 
Those are the people that are going to enjoy the work that they do. These are the people that are going to enjoy the children. And these are the people that are going to create change. So as Henry Ford put it, if you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Self-efficacy really matters. So have fun taking these four reality TV lessons and putting them into your practice and making the world a better place. So roll up your sleeves and make the world a better place. One child at a time. You're always going to be first. And by the way, my book is coming out May 30th, 20, 2023. The book is 32 Lessons That Create Lifelong Change in Autism Intervention. It is so good. I can't wait for you to get it. And right now I've finished the editing and now I'm publishing it on Amazon and doing all of that fun stuff. I'll see you later. Thanks for being with me at the drawing board.